Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun, sermonaudio.com. My name is Bob. Today we do the, the Chosun part of our name. This is the North Korea audio weblog. A couple stories from December of 2016 from International Christian Concern. I recommend that you go there and check on North Korea and other places. Uh, as uh, this is an organization that deals with the persecuted church all over the world. Well, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has reportedly replaced Christmas with celebrations honoring his deceased grandmother. While Christians remain a minority in North Korea, Kim has declared December 25 a holiday to pay tribute to Kim Jong-suk, who died in 1949, according to media reports on Sunday. This again was in December of 2016. Kim's grandmother was born on Christmas Eve, 1919. Known as the Sacred Mother of the Revolution, she was the wife of former North Korean leader Kim Il-sung and a communist activist. And to honor her birthday, many North Koreans visit her tomb on December 25 each year. North Korea has previously banned Christmas trees and Kim has upheld his family's anti-Christmas beliefs. In 2014, he threatened war against South Korea after it announced that it was going to erect a Christmas tree along the border. The DPRK ostentatiously treats anyone of faith, but especially Christians, as hostile, wrote Doug Bandau, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, which is a libertarian think tank in Washington, D.C. Believers place loyalty to God before that of the North Korean state. Churches allow people to act and organize outside of state entities. Christianity also has ties to a world seen as almost uniformly threatening by Pyongyang. Christian celebrations, including decorating Christmas trees, were banned in the 1950s, but some of the nation's estimated 70,000 Christians continue to put up holiday decorations each December, especially in upscale shops and restaurants. In recent decades, however, North Korea has sent some Christians to prisons because of their religion. Under the rule of Kim Jong-un, North Korea remains among the world's most repressive countries. All basic freedoms have been severely restricted under the Kim family's political dynasty. A 2014 UN Commission of Inquiry found that abuses in North Korea were without parallel in the contemporary world. They include extermination, murder, enslavement, torture, imprisonment, rape, forced abortions, and other sexual violence. That's from the Human Rights Watch uh, report, uh, recent report on North Korea. Wow, that's, uh, that's a great start. Um, nevertheless, these are realities. Uh, if this depresses you, you need to turn it off and and uh, begin to praise the Lord and, and get back to the joy of the Lord. Um, this, is, this is not easy stuff, but it's real. It's true. It's our brothers and our sisters. Here's, a, here's another exclusive 
back on December 9, 2016, uh, sitting down for an exclusive interview with a China aid reporter on in Hong Kong, November 2nd. Two Chinese pastors from persecuted house churches describe the difficulties they face as they seek to spread Christianity among North Koreans in China and in North Korea. The two Christians who elected to remain anonymous shared their testimonies, both attesting to the ways their lives changed once they entered the faith. One admitted to serving as the second-in-command advisor to the local mafia and converted a week after someone discussed Christianity with his mother, even though he initially expressed opposition to the religion. At the time of his conversion, he was a few weeks away from robbing a bank transportation van, which he planned for years. However, his desire to lead the same kind of life evaporated, and he canceled the robbery. Despite his subsequent attempts to lead an upright life, he said, I talked to God, saying, Lord, I, I can't imagine why, when I was a bad guy, I was in constant contact with the policeman, and now, even after I became such a good person, I still have to deal with them every day. They'll ask me to go to the police station and then question me. The longest I've ever been questioned was for more than half a day, and they didn't give me any food. Similarly, the other man said he led an awful life before becoming a Christian, but did not disclose any details. Before his conversion, his mother prayed that he would enter the faith for seven years. Afterwards, the men partnered with one another and tuned and turned their focuses on evangelizing one of the world's most reclusive and religiously oppressive countries, North Korea. Dictated by the ideology that its leaders are gods, North Korea considers all ideological dissidents subversive to state control and imposes strict crackdowns on those who profess another faith. In moves that echo the Holocaust, entire families of Christians are rounded up and sentenced to years in secretive labor camps where they are murdered, worked to death, starved, abused, tortured, and forced to witness the executions of those who try to escape. North Korea considers its citizens guilty by association and can arrest up to three generations of a prisoner's family. Currently, the pastors are training a group of Chinese Christians to go to North Korea as missionaries. When asked what fears they have about going into such a hostile nation, one of them said, we have no fears. Paraphrasing the rest of his words, the translator continued, actually, he, he shared something about the cruelty of how people will be mistreated in North Korea if they're found to be Christians or if they ever say anything about Jesus. If they are North Koreans, their family will probably disappear and the men will probably be beaten or have their hand chopped off. If they're women, you can imagine they'll be raped by many people. So he's saying that since you're speaking of fear, 
Their team is training missionaries who are fearless and also don't have family. Like they're single, they're not married yet, but they're, they're ready to lay down their lives for Christ at any time if they ever go to North Korea and meet any bad situations. Well, as they prepare to send these young people over the border, the church has also directed its evangelistic efforts to North Koreans living in China. Succumbing to various government-imposed pressures, such as a lack of medical or food resources, some North Koreans decide to flee the country. Hemmed in by the South Korean border, which is patrolled by the United States, South Korean and North Korean militaries also. It's filled with miles of landmines, so most opt to take the dangerous journey across the Tumen River, which severs North Korea from the Chinese mainland. Officially, this trek is illegal, as all non-government approved trips outside of the country are seen as acts of treason. Refugees risk being shot, if spotted by border patrol officers, causing many to pay guides who specialize in smuggling people across the border. However, because of its alliance with North Korea, China refuses to grant North Koreans refugee status. And as such, all North Koreans who flee to China enter the country illegally and face forced repatriation if they're discovered. Imprisonment, torture, sometimes even death await them upon their arrival back to their home country. Even if they do manage to evade Chinese authorities, their status as undocumented immigrants leaves them vulnerable to abuse and fearful that others will turn them into the government. Taking advantage of this, human traffickers, sometimes doubling as guides, work on both sides of the border to sell North Korean women into marriages with Chinese men. Estimates approximate that up to 90% of North Korean women who enter China are forcibly married or sold into the sex industry. Noncompliance could prompt their abusers to turn them into the government. Even as the Chinese police attempt to snuff out North Koreans trapped behind their borders, Christians in China have begun searching them out in order to share the gospel. In describing their efforts to evangelize North Korean women, whom they claim are more likely to settle in China than the men, the pastor said that they helped them with their work provide counseling for them and get to know their husbands so that the men will trust them to be around their wives. Due to the language barrier, it's often difficult for the pastors to provide quality Christian teaching for these women. When they arranged for South Korean pastors to come preach to the North Koreans in their church, the government accused them of associating with Christians overseas which they claim allows foreign ideas to infiltrate China. As a result, they had to stop bringing pastors in. An excerpt of the interview has been transcribed here, sections of the interview which might compromise the safety of the two pastors or those associated with them have been removed. 
China aid reports abuses within China, such as those suffered by North Koreans and the Chinese Christians reaching out to them, and adamantly opposes the repression of religious freedom in China and North Korea in order to stand in solidarity with the persecuted. So China Aid is another organization that may interest you in terms of support. I, I trust that you will find the right group to help, to pray for. I have the interview here. It's very long, and I think we've had enough uh, uh, today. But perhaps uh, another time we will do this interview uh, between the, these two men and a reporter and so on. Thank you for being here today. I hope I didn't depress you. Uh, you know, some of these North Koreans pray for you, and they pray for me here in the West that we won't get caught up in materialism. We won't be distracted from our faith in Jesus by the wrong thing. So the enemy works different ways, different places. But uh, do pray. Do pray. Remember the prisoners as if you were chained with them. Hebrews 13.3. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll talk again soon. Remember to check in from time to time to see what's going on here at the Hackberry House of Chosun website, sermonaudio.com. God bless.